Hey, uh, every day is a blessing and a gift. Isn't that crazy? What's up? Hey, valued listener. Welcome to Storytime with Dave. I am your host, Dave. Thanks for being here today. Oh, Dave, I noticed that the audio quality is a little different than it was the past few episodes. Well, that's because I'm in my room and the acoustics are different. The audio quality is still good, Dave. Thanks. I told you about this. I explained. Okay. Um, You know what? I've got amazing news. This is crazy. I go to the mall the other day. I forgot to tell you guys about this. In my entire life, listen, I like wearing sweatpants and mesh shorts, okay? Some people say, grow up, dude. Stop wearing the sweatpants and the mesh shorts. And I say, okay, live an uncomfortable life. I don't care. Do you. If it makes you more of an adult. Adult, I guess adulthood is just being less comfortable perpetually. Then do that. That's fine with me. I don't care. But leave me out of it. But here's the other thing. In my life, I've only had like three pairs of pants that I liked that were comfortable. Well, let's bump that up to four. Because the other day, I got a new pair of pants. And they're comfortable as fuck. And I love them. And they fit me perfectly. So fuck you. Sorry, I'm just really worked up about it. Sip of water. That's an early one. We're only a minute and 40 seconds in. This is going to be a lot of water in this episode. A lot of sips of water. Hey. Okay, so they're a pair of Levi's. Oh, you know what else? This is a month now. I've been sober today for a month. Obviously not as big of a deal as the pants. But not so bad. I also got a whiteboard in my room. So I could write things on it. That encouraged me. It's really just me keeping track of my comedy. We we could talk about that. Listen, um, I don't even know what, I, what, what, what was the point. I just decided I'd start recording and then they would all come to me. And nothing's coming to my mind right now. Um... What did I do? Oh, shit. Did I leave? No. Oh, man. I think I left my tennis racket at home. It's okay. I have my back up. This is random. I'm in my room, and I was just looking around. Find something to talk about, Dave. Look around your room, I says to myself. Hang on. Let me turn on the air, because it's hot. The reason I'm not in the uh, living room... With the better acoustics. Now I'm at, see? This is the living room. Better acoustics because of the couch and the rug. But can you hear this? Did you hear that? That's the washing machine. We don't want that in the background. It's going to be annoying. I turned on the air conditioner. We're going back to my room. You know what I found is that... No, you don't want to know about that. It's video game related. Okay, uh, let's see. Reading? What am I reading? I'm reading Lisey's Story by Stephen King, and I'm on page 400 out of 650 pages, meaning I'm almost done with the book, and I'll probably finish it this weekend. And I'll move on to Ken Follett, The Pillars of the Earth, because I need a new author that's not Stephen King, because all I read is Stephen King, and I got to mix it up a little bit. So let's talk about things. Um, Is there anything going on that's controversial? I mean, you know what? Here's something that happened. I'm at the store, and I says to this guy, hey, guy. No, I didn't. I says to this guy, give me some meatballs. 
He says, uh, we, we don't get the meatballs. My ma says, uh, she's making a gabagool. I says, uh, hey, she says she was making the meatballs on the Tuesday. I says, hey, that guy says, hey, this is a Wednesday. The guy says, hey, this is a Wednesday. It's Tuesday for the meatballs. It's a Wednesday for the gabagool. I says, all right, give me some gabagool. What the fuck? Sip of water. <clears throat> so I'm at Dunkin' Donuts. I says to this guy, I'm standing there in line waiting for my cold brew fucking oat milk. Put the oat milk in that. I, I ain't wearing a mask outside. I could I could get a little oat milk. It's like a mix of now now it became a little black. I ain't wearing no mask outside, man. Put some motherfucking oat milk in my shit. I ain't wearing no mask. I could put the oat milk in my coffee. You ain't calling me a bitch ass. You ain't doing that. You wearing the mask outside, son. You ain't saying shit. Dude, it's dystopian. I go and walk through the park. First of all, I walk through the park on a weekday. It's Saturday today. I'm sorry if the chair's creaking in the background. You know that sometimes I do it in this chair. You know sometimes I record the podcast in this chair. You know that. You know the chair makes sounds. You know I move around a lot when I talk. Why are you getting mad at me? I'll break your fucking kneecaps with the baseball bat. If you keep talking, I will break your fucking kneecaps with a baseball bat. My brother Tony will put your father in the garage tied up on the ground with the car running. Your father. Your fucking father. So shut the fuck up. Your kneecaps are next if you say another fucking word. Hold on. Um, What was I talking about? You know, on a weekday, the chair's creaky, I know. What the fuck is wrong with you? Is it, am I being too combative? Is this, don't, do you, don't you like this though? You like being yelled at, don't you? You like being disciplined, don't you? There's something within you that enjoys it. You're sick. You're sick. My brother Tony and your kneecaps, they're going to have a date this weekend. My brother Tony and your fucking kneecaps and his fucking baseball bat. All right? It's going to be you. My brother Tony, a baseball ca- bat, and your kneecaps. You Tony kneecaps baseball bat is going to be the four of you. It's going to be the four of yous. <clears throat> I don't do that voice a lot on, on this podcast. I used to do a bit that was so obnoxious and hacky that involved that. The gabagool, the pasta fajul, I don't know. You know what? Nothing is is more annoying than going and seeing an Italian comedy show. I'm sorry, Italians. If any of you are listening, I know there's a lot of you out there. You know, you know how many horrible things I say about the Jews. So you can't just go getting mad because I'm saying bad things about the Italians. But Italians, pretty much no one more annoying than Italians. I think we can all agree on that. And there's nothing worse than an Italian comedy show where every comedian basically does the same act. Talking about their mother and her meatballs. That's the whole act. And and the worst part is that it murders. Everyone loves it so much. 
Italians have very, very, very low standards for comedy. They're like, just tell me something I can slightly relate to. Hey, I fucking laugh like a motherfucking asshole piece of shit. Fuck. They'll be like, hey, if you go up there on stage and you talk about your mother and and some kind of dish involving pasta and tomato sauce, there will be no date with my brother and your kneecaps and his baseball bat. There will be no date because you will have made me happy and I will not have to send my brother Tony to your house with a baseball bat, your kneecaps, little date. I won't have to do that because you was on stage talking about your mother and her pasta fagioli. Sip of water. I told you there's going to be a lot of that this episode. I guess this is the Italian episode. I don't know. What the fuck? There were other things I wanted to talk about. Okay, look. Look. Okay, check this out. I'm walking through the park every day of the week for crying out loud. It's just a shortcut because you can cut diagonally. You know, many cities are grids, meaning... Roads go up and down and roads go side to side and they create squares. You following me? Squares or rectangles. You following me? Do you understand? So if you want to get through a square quicker, you go diagonally. In the parks, they have access. You have access to a diagonal line through the square or rectangle. So in the, I walk through the park. There are teachers in the park with little kids, all right? These kids must be like five, six, seven. The teachers have them on leashes, these big group leashes. So all of their wrists are tied to this long piece of rope that all of all of them are tied up to it. It's so weird. It's so weird. It's weird enough when you see one adult walking their kid around on a leash. We're talking about group leashes they look like a uh, bobsled, like, what the fuck do you call it? You know, like the, the Iditarod. That's random that I remembered what that is. The dog, dog sleds with like a bunch of dogs carrying a sled forward. <laughs> and the kids are wearing masks. And I look at the teachers and I go, do you feel like, any kind of don't don't you see that this is disturbing like aren't you a little disturbed by this when i see those teachers you know when i see those teachers walking the kids around on leashes and the kids are wearing masks and they don't see anything wrong with that i say hey this weekend you my brother tony his baseball bat your fucking kneecaps it's over. Your kneecaps are mine. I'm going to ask Tony to send me your kneecaps in the fucking mail. I really want to kneecap them or scalp them. I just feel like we need to um, sometimes in war. Um, if, if the troops, if troop morale was down, you know what they would do? They would randomly grab soldiers and just shoot them in the head. I mean, this is the kind of stuff they were doing in the Soviet Union. I'm sure we did this in our army. Everyone thinks we're so much better than everyone 
because we're Americans and the American military is so ethical. Couldn't be further from the truth. You're a retard. Listen, if you say that again, my brother Tony, you kneecaps, baseball bet. I'm going to keep doing that, obviously, at this point. We're, we're too deep. The name of the episode is going to be called My Brother Tony. Or maybe it's going to be called Kneecaps Baseball Bat. I don't know, something like that. Um, I just, I, I think, um, so what would they do? So they would randomly grab soldiers. They might shoot a soldier in the head. Maybe the soldier wasn't following orders or he had, like, retreated. And they do this as, like, a form of, uh, what would they call it? It's like de- a deterrent. It's like, hey, this will happen to you if you also act like a bitch. Now that I'm saying that guy's acting like a bitch, like I would do the same thing. So I would be the guy that gets made an example of. I would be the guy that they shoot in the head in front of all the other soldiers. And they say it can happen to you too. If you don't, if you don't follow your orders. Okay. That's what I want to do to some of these teachers who are walking kids around on leashes, making little kids wear masks. I mean, this, um, obviously we live in Fagistan and we are a nation of cucks. Um, but why bring the kids into it? That's my question. It's, it's like, it's really disturbing. I wish we could have left the kids alone. Like we're too far gone and the technology will do it to them. They are so inundated with with just nonsense and garbage and things that make it so they never have to think and use their brain. So they're already going to be hopeless and lost when they grow up and get older. Why throw a mask on their face too so they don't have social skills? They're already not going to be able to make eye contact with people. They're not going to know how to properly smile and stuff. They're already not going to know that without the masks. So the fact that you had to put masks on the kids makes you a sociopath and you deserve to be scalped to be made an example of so that other people say, oh, maybe I should take the mask off the kid, especially because there's no goddamn pandemic anymore. Not that there ever really was one to begin with, but at least there's no PCR pandemic anymore. There's no there's not even a fake pandemic anymore. Okay, so the fact that people are still out here putting masks on kids outside in a park. Everyone should be bothered by that. And if you're not bothered by that, then refer to episode 177 because I'm talking about you. Let me make sure I'm referring to the right episode. Hang on. I'm right in front of my computer. This is a benefit, I guess, of doing the podcast in my room. Let's see. Which episode was it? Episodes um, 178. Sorry. The Yas Queen Men. If you're a man and you don't see anything wrong with little children in a park wearing masks outside, then I would ask you to refer to episode 178 because you, sir, are a Yas Queen man, essentially and effectively making you a woman. Okay, so just go ahead and transition. Save us all some time. You're pathetic. And you don't see anything wrong with a little kid wearing a mask. You are weak. You're a weak, weak, weak man. And I use that term very lightly. You should be ashamed of yourself. And I got I got a message for you. This weekend, 
It's going to be you, me, my brother Tony, and his fucking baseball bat. And your fucking kneecaps. I'm going to be there to watch. I'm just going to watch. I'm going to say, yeah, Tony, get his fucking kneecaps, Tony. And I'm going to give you a little kick in the head while you're laying on the ground. And I'm taking your fucking kneecaps. You're not going to have kneecaps anymore because I'm taking your goddamn kneecaps. Because you don't see anything wrong with little kids in the park, outside, wearing masks, something they can't die from. There's no pandemic. PCR tests. Fuck your mother. Sip water. It won't be a long episode today. Um, it's 12.10 right now. I want to leave to go to the city to do some comedy around 12.30 to 12.40. There's earlier mics in the city on the weekends. I want to get there early enough to get a good spot. If I get there too early, it's fine. I'll write a little bit before I go on stage. Don't worry. Don't freak out. And I'll send a Tony after you. You're fine. You're safe. If you listen to my podcast... I probably won't send Tony after you. You're probably going to be fine. Okay? If you rate my podcast five stars, then the likelihood that I'm going to send Tony after you is very, very, very low. So if you want to make sure you're safe, I would go rate my podcast five stars. I don't know what app you're using, but just give it five stars real quick. Thanks. Five stars. I won't send Tony after you, I promise. Unless you think it's okay that the kids are wearing masks outside. I don't care how many stars you give my podcast. I'm sending Tony after you. You're done. You know, I got a little pasta fajoule on my chin. Oh, wait. Okay. Hey, tomato sauce dick. Wait. Um. You know, I was at Dunkin' Donuts today. Here, let's talk about this. I'm getting like, uh, maybe it's just when I talk so much that I get like congested. You think that's it? Is that something that happens to people? I'm getting like a little congested. I didn't feel this way at all 16 minutes ago when I started this. 17 minutes and 45 seconds ago. I was in Duncan and this is how conditioned people are. This is how easy it is to condition people because every day you should be thankful. You should be thankful. You should be thankful. You should be thankful. You should be thankful that I didn't decide to go into politics. You should count your lucky stars. I look around and see how easy it is to manipulate people. People are so easy to manipulate. It's a fucking joke. And you know, it's even easier, as easy as it is to manipulate one person, it's far easier to manipulate millions of people, hundreds of millions. You should be thankful that I didn't decide to go into politics because my actual goal in life is to become a dictator. But I know that I would be an evil dictator and a lot of people would die as a result. So in order to protect you and protect you from me, I decided to go in comedy instead because I said, okay, maybe I'll like this as much as being a dictator or a little less, but I'll still be okay with it and I'll still be able to live a fulfilling life. But you should be thankful because I look around and I go, oh my God, they're more malleable than clay. People's minds, it's like having a pile of clay. You could do whatever you want with it. You could flatten it out. You can roll it into a ball. You could turn it into a little uh, dog or or uh, you could turn it into a pot. It's so easy. People's brains are so, they're like clay because they're so malleable. You could turn it into like a dog or a pot or flatten it out or make it a ball. I said the same thing, but in a different, different order. People are so easy to manipulate. It's crazy. But it seems like the more people it is, the easier it is. Because if you get 
like a lot of people believing something, then other people will believe it just because they want to be like the other people who believe it. That's why it's so easy. I mean, you got to look at the work of Edward Bernays, who's basically the creator of marketing and modern propaganda, mass psychosis. We, we have a lot to contend with. I don't necessarily blame people. Like when the government is actively trying to manipulate you on a daily basis by using really advanced propaganda mass psychosis techniques and then you have you know things like the cia which is like that's their whole thing that's like what they exist for is to manipulate you that's one of their primary causes for existence i mean you know truman didn't want it to be that way when he created the cia originally the oss but boy was he mistaken about what the cia would become he thought it would just be for um intelligence gathering oh no 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 sir no, 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 sir. You really blew it, Truman, you fucking dumb fuck. He even regretted it later in life. So there's a lot to contend with. I can't be that mad at you if you're borderline retarded and completely manipulated because they try so hard and corporations don't help. And they're, in a lot of cases, working with the government, see Twitter, see Facebook, right? So when they're working directly with the government, it's like you don't have much of a chance, but you can, you can break out of it, but you have to uh, just, you got to just go face to face with your cognitive dissonance and you got to challenge it and you got to break out of it. And it's hard and it's going to require you to admit that you're wrong about many, many, many things that you thought you were right about. And that's going to be a hit to your ego and your pride, but that's okay because you'll come out of it being a better person and being a truly open-minded, critically thinking person, okay? So give it a shot. It's worth a try, but you guys never do any of the stuff I tell you to do. If I was a dictator, you would, and you would like it. That's the thing. You would like it because I'd make it seem like you're a good person. I'd go, if you want to make this country great, if you want to make this country pure, if you want to be safe, do you want to be safe? Go out there and you know what to do to the Jews. You know what to do. Stuff like that. So, sorry I had to pause. Um, a friend of ours is doing his laundry in our apartment. And that's fine. I was just interrupted for a moment. The point I'm trying to make to you is this. If I wanted to rule over you with an iron fist, I could do so easily. And so at least tonight before you go to bed, clasp your hands together tightly. Close your eyes, lean your head back and say, thank you, Dave. Thank you. Thank you for not ruling over us with an iron fist because we know you could if you wanted to. You're welcome, dude. And you know what? The least you could do is give my podcast five-star rating. I don't even know why I, I, I'm saying that multiple times. It's fine. It's got a 4.6 star rating. That's pretty good. I'll take it. I don't really care. And the only reason it's 4.6 is because the Chinese came after me last year. <sighs> I told you guys about that story at some point. Um, I don't know. Y'all have to look around. If you want to know the story about my beef with the Chinese, I think it's called the episode's called Beef and Broccoli, which is a hilarious name for a podcast where you're talking about beefing with the Chinese. It's called Beef and Broccoli. <laughs> That's good, man. I just remembered that. That's so good, man. 
Listen to how easy it is to condition people. I want to tell you how easy people get conditioned and and they sicken me. They make me want to vomit, but I also love them so much. Because without them, what would be the point of this all? Without each other? Why be here in the first place? Okay. Um, I, I was also going to talk about dogs for some reason. Why was I going to talk about that? Oh, yeah, I'll talk about that at the end, which is coming up soon. So I go to uh, Dunkin' Donuts, and I says to the guy, he says, hey, you guys got the meatballs or the gabagool? He says, sir, this is Dunkin' Donuts. Um, We don't have meatballs, or what did you say? Gabagool? What the fuck is that? Sir, this is Dunkin' Donuts. Sir, this is a mental institution. Okay, hang on. I went to Dunkin' Donuts. You want to know what they did? I says to this guy, he says, hey, you got a meatball? Um, th- uh, this this guy, okay, here, here's what happened. Okay, I says to this guy, well, hold on, on my left, look, I walked in, I was standing to the right, and then on my left, there were people, I wasn't all the way to the right. There was room to my right, people would later be on my right. Where I was, this was at the very beginning, and there were people on my left, there was no one on my right yet. Later, there will be people on my right. They're irrelevant. I'm not saying they're irrelevant as people. Maybe they have children. Maybe they have parents. They're relevant to someone. To the story, they're not relevant. Also, to me, they're not relevant. But I love everyone, so they are relevant. They're very relevant. You know, I've been sober for a, a whole month now. Um, What was I going to tell you guys about? I think I was at Dunkin' Donuts. There were people to my left. There were people to my right later on, but at first they weren't there on my left to there. Where are the people? I'm really like delirious. No, I'm not. I woke up today at 10 on a weekend, on a Saturday. Because I said, let yourself sleep in a little bit, Dave. You earned it. You've been waking up at 7.55 all the time this week. In fact, when you go to the office, which was two days this week, you woke up at 7. Good job. So you could sleep till 10. And I was up late reading last night until like 2.30. So I was nice and sleepy when it was time for bed. Okay. Look, I'll just tell you what happened. Look, I was in Dunkin' Donuts and there were two people to my left. One of them was a black guy. It doesn't really matter that he's black, but I felt like telling you that. And I like black people more than white people. So I was like, oh, I really like this guy. But then he kind of disappointed me along with this white lady. So... We were standing there and it was like me followed by a white lady to my left, followed by a black guy to her left. And the black guy just says to me and the white lady, he goes, isn't it? Can you guys even believe we, we, we going back in stores without our masks on? And we all kind of had a nice moment and we went, oh, isn't it so nice? It's so nice not wearing a mask, being able to see people's faces, smile at people like it's really great. And we were all bonding a little bit just very briefly while we were waiting for our coffees. And then the guy says, you know, I got this whole big box. I still got this whole big box of masks at home. And uh, the lady goes, I don't know what she said exactly, but she said something to the effect of like, oh, well, you don't want to throw that those away, you know, just for the next one. She said for the next one. And they both agreed about it. And I was like, dude, it's so easy to condition people. It's now a regular thing for the next one. Do you see how like weird and concerning that is? I don't know. Maybe I'm like, maybe I'm reading too much into it. No, I'm obviously not. 
they're already ready for the next one. They're already ready for the next COVID. Oh, well, hang on to those masks for the 2024 pandemic. I heard Anthony Fauci's already working on it. I heard Anthony Fauci's already working on an alibi for when it accidentally sneaks out of a laboratory in China. So, uh, yeah, they, they, that, that, all of that is to say this. I mean, can you believe the buildup and like how long I made you wait for that story that wasn't even really? It's just to illustrate to you how easy people are. How easy it is to manipulate them. How I could rule over you with an iron fist if I chose to, but I don't choose to because politics isn't for me. I'm a man of truth. Politicians are men and women of lies. They operate on low frequency. I'm trying to operate on high frequency. You see where the difference is? So I don't want to be that. But if I needed to be, I would do that. And then let me tell you something. My my brother Tony would be the least of your fucking problems. Your kneecaps wouldn't be the only thing going. I'd be taking a lot more than your fucking kneecaps. Okay, so... um, God, it would be so much more than your kneecaps, dude. It would be so much more than your kneecaps, dude. It would be so much more than your kneecaps, dude. You know, I'm trying to make like... I've been trying to make that bit... I used to just kind of say it in passing. This is the problem with doing comedy in the same place for a while is that people kind of just get to know what you're going to say. Obviously, at a certain point, you reach a point where you have um, everyone wants to reach a point where they have an audience that comes out to see them that knows what they're getting at and knows their persona and everything. And then you can do that until you retire. But before that, you only get continuity with within your own scene where the comedians get to know you, but when you move to a new scene, like if you go from doing comedy in New Jersey to doing comedy in New York City, like me, then there's no continuity and people don't know. So I've been trying to turn it into a bit where I like talk about how I wanted to be a dictator ever since I was a lad, which is true. But, uh, you know, just turn it into a joke. But I will say one thing, and this is part of the joke, but it's totally serious. If I was a dictator and I did rule over you with an iron fist, then I would... I would confiscate all the guns. Listen to this. This is a really good idea. Some of you like guns, but you're going to like where this is going. I'm going to get rid of everyone's guns, including the police. No one gets guns, including the police. No one gets guns. And we're going to become a hermit kingdom. So we won't even really need a military. So I'm taking the guns away from the military. We're not going to associate with any other nation in the world. We're all going to be America only. They talk about America first. This is going to be America only. I might even change the name to like Davistan or something like that. I like the Istans. The capital city would be called Istandav or something like that. I would just want to do this. I get rid of everyone's guns, right? Oh, no, Dave, you can't take my gun. That's my right. Rights won't matter. I'm getting rid of the Constitution. But listen, you'll like it. Um, I'll I'll get... I would obviously have to be elected democratically. And then once I'm in the position of power, I would start killing anyone who stands in my way. That includes billionaires, power elites. I would totally shake up the system. I would do a full Stalin. Stalin is my hero and he is my guide. He's my spiritual guide. If I was going to do this, which I'm not, but if I was going to do it, it'd be so easy and you would be my slaves. Listen, but I get rid of all your guns. Everyone would have to get rid of guns. Listen, listen to this. Oh, what do they call those palaquins? Let me see this. See, I got a, I got a computer in front of me. Palaquin. Um, 
what is this called? What is this? Yeah, yeah, you know what a palaquin is? You guys should look it up if you don't know what I'm talking about. It's like those things that like you would carry me around as your as your god. You know what a palaquin is? It's like just look it up. P A L A Q U I N. Just look it up if you don't know what I'm talking about. If you don't know what a palaquin is, just look it up. And uh, you would carry me around on that. Oh, that would be so much fun. And so here's what it would be. I get rid of everyone's guns, right? Everyone's guns get confiscated. No one has guns, not even the military, not the cops, no one. But everyone gets a government-issued sword, okay? Everyone gets a sword. So you either get, um, how should we do this? You either get a two-hand sword, like a big claymore, or if you had like a more of a like oriental feel then you could have a katana um or you could have like a big great sword if you could handle it i mean those are heavy those are heavy but if you can handle a great sword you could take a great sword and um otherwise you could have like a short sword if you want to get a shield i don't know if the government's going to include the shield you might have to get the shield on your own but maybe we'll give you like a beginner shield like a wooden shield or a leather shield but I feel like for a nice, like, crest shield, like, steel, well-crafted, I might... I don't know if the government's gonna... We're not really gonna be spending much on much money on anything, to be honest with you. There's not gonna be any welfare or anything like that. So maybe we'll have, maybe we'll have room in the budget for shields for everyone. But I think that you shouldn't be able to get a two-hand weapon and a shield. You should only be able to get a shield if you're gonna get a short sword. Or, this is the other option, we'll give you two daggers... If you want to do, if you're more in like close range, more like agile, quick strikes, then you can have two daggers. So that would be the exception. That's where you could have two weapons. Um, obviously, uh, you'd have to, well, you'd have to fill out a uh, an appeal form if you prefer like a battle axe or a mace. We are going to offer battle axes, maces, um, pole arms, pole axes. We will offer that, but you're gonna have to um, you're gonna have to apply that through a government program. We're gonna have um, the DPW, which is the Department of Weapons, and um, you know you'll have to send in an application, and we'll review it, and we'll see if if you're the right fit for a battle axe, for example. Um, but I I mean I don't think it's not gonna be that hard. It's not gonna be that hard to get other weapons. It's just gonna be easiest to to generalize this down to like three different kinds of swords. Like you could have a great sword or a short sword and a shield or two daggers. You know what I'm saying? Like like that that'll be the standard. And then if you want something different, just fill out a form and submit it to the DPW and it'll probably get fulfilled because the government's only role basically is gonna be getting everyone their swords. And then they're gonna carry me on a palaquin. It's probably going to be you, you know, because I'll have some of my closest, most trusted advisors be the ones carrying me on my palaquin. And we'll walk, you'll walk me around the city and I'll open like the shades of the palaquin and I'll just watch people sword fighting because they're, we're going to incentivize the sword fighting. So basically there's going to be these kiosks all over the city. There's going to be kiosks. And if you bring a body to a kiosk and you can prove without uh any doubt that you actually killed that person with your sword so your sword needs to have their blood on it they're going to do dna testing and the blood has to match the person that you killed so you can kill someone it's legal but you have you can't lie about it you can't pretend like you can't find a body and be like and then stab the body and be like look i killed this guy it has to be a real sword battle we're not going to require you to have video proof but that would be nice
What the fuck is this? Um, so, listen, listen. Hold on. Um, so, there will be kiosks, and if you bring, basically, if you bring a body to the kiosk and you can prove definitively um, that you did kill that person with your sword somewhat recently, the kiosk won't be that far. You'll never be that far away from a kiosk. Then you're going to get $250,000 per body. So, if you think about it like that, if you kill like four to five people a year, you're going to be making a really nice living. And you're going to become a really good sword fighter. And it's going to encourage everyone to train with their swords a lot. People are going to get in really good shape. No one's going to be obese anymore. Because if you're obese, you're going to be fucked, dude. You can't be an obese guy walking around and you encounter someone who's got a long sword. They're going to shove that right through your back. You're going to be fucked. You know? So you're going to want to get in shape. Everyone's going to be in really good shape. I didn't even think about that at first. But everyone's going to be in really good shape. So think about these things. There was something else I wanted to talk about, but I'm looking at the, the time right now and I definitely have to go. So with all of that being said, um, this was a fun little uh, podcast. I know you, that you obviously agree because you have good taste because you're listening to my podcast. And, um, you know, look at the frequency with which these episodes are coming out. This is really fantastic. I'm doing such a good job. I'm a month sober. Everything in my life is beautiful and uh, you shouldn't be jealous. You should be proud. And I'll tell you what else, you can do it too, with a little bit of willpower, a little bit of courage, a little bit of fortitude, you can pull this off too, man. So let's all do it together. Let's get our fucking lives together, you degenerate pieces of shit, okay? Thank you so much, but I, and I say it in a loving way, because I love you, and I'll see you next time.